Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode number 94 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Now, on today's show, we are chatting with Hannah Harvey. It is an absolute pleasure to get Hannah on the podcast. We had been chatting back and forth for a number of weeks before we could get this to happen, because Hannah is a super busy girl. She works full-time, and she has a very busy schedule, so it was great that Hannah could find the time and come on the show. Now, Hannah's not been riding that long, but she has made a real impact since she got into the racing scene and normally can be found standing on the podium at the end of the day, that's for sure. Now, Hannah's racing did not start the way she really wanted. She had a hard crash resulting in an injury that put her out for a while before she decided to start racing again. In fact, it was about two years before Hannah decided to race, and Hannah being Hannah decided that this should be the Red Bull Fox Hunt. You know, why not? First time back in two years, why not just hit the Red Bull Fox Hunt with 400 other riders, you know? Hannah just liked the idea of the Fox Hunt setup, and she decided she would give it a go. And on race day, she ended up racing harder than she's ever done before. She jumped the road gap, took harder lines, and bombed it down the mountain. That was Hannah. She was hooked in the race scene. Now, Hannah quickly started attending more races after that in Ireland and was finding the race scene a place that she wanted to be. She enjoyed the social aspect. She enjoyed the people involved. And a few years later, Hannah is a constant race winner. She is a well-known part of the growing Irish ladies racing. And Hannah has been turning heads with her presence on the trails and her speed skills and personality. Um, that has grabbed the attention of Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast. They reached out and asked Hannah to be part of their new race team for 2019. Hannah at first thought this was maybe a little bit of a joke and uh, didn't take it too seriously, but she quickly realised they were straight up and serious about bringing her on as part of the race team, and Hannah was stoked and just couldn't believe that she was on such a rad race team. So we chat to Hannah about joining the Chain Reaction Cycles team, how she got started mountain biking, biking, racing, results, motivation, the whole package, and what the future holds for Hannah and her race schedule, plus much, much more. It's a great episode. It's great to get Hannah on the podcast. So all I will do now is introduce Hannah to the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi, Hannah. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How are you getting on today? Good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're more than welcome, and um, I know we were chatting there a wee bit earlier, and you said you were nervous, but there's no need to be nervous. <laughs> I'll try not to be. <laughs> I'm sure it's not as nervous as sitting on that start line, ready to go on one of those enduros. I don't know. I really don't know. I think this might be more nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, very good. Well, listen... Thanks so much for coming on. I really do appreciate you taking the time and coming on to chat chat with us because it's been a good year for you. Yeah, it hasn't been too bad. Yeah, it started off well. So um, hopefully it continues. Yeah, and you've had plenty happening and stuff there and things are looking up for you. So so cool. And we'll get into, I want to get into your early days and stuff like that as well, just to see yeah. how you get into bikes. 
because there's a lot of young people listening to the podcast and they're trying to get in the race scene. They're trying to get sponsored. They're trying to make a mark for themselves. So um, it's always good for them to hear from people like yourself who have came through that and came from that same direction and, and, and are doing that kind of thing. So we'll get into that a wee bit later, if you don't mind. Yes, no, it's no bother, yeah. Right, okay, cool. So what I want to chat to you about initially just is uh, the Red Bull Fox Hunt in 2018. You were in that, weren't you? Yes, yes, I was, yeah. How did you find that experience? I loved it. I really do enjoy the fox hunt. Um, it's just such a really good buzz, you know, the whole weekend. Um, you arrive on the Saturday and you're just sort of like, you're just raring to go and you go and do a few runs and it's just really, really good. And you get so many people together and it's like really good crack as well. And then the qualifying run, it's like, you don't think you should be nervous, but you really are. <laughs> um <laughs> And it's just it's just really really good, and the track's amazing. The one that Stevie D builds, it's just it's just really really good. And then the Sunday, you just stand at the top of the hill with about five hundred other people, it's just a bit mental. But you all had to go at once. Mm-hmm. But it's really really good. Yeah, and I take it that start line. So your qualifying determines where you're at in the start line, does it? Yeah. So you do your uh, like a seeding run on the Saturday. Um, I can't remember if it's a top fifty or a hundred is like row A and then sort of work their way back to row B and row C and then D. So the faster your time on the Saturday, the further up you get to go to the start line. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. There doesn't look to be any rows when you're looking at that <laughs> no. <last> start. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think once the, the seconds sort of comes up, it's just everybody just pushes forward and it's just all systems go and it's just fight for yourself. <laughs> yeah yeah was that the first time you done it or had you done it previously no i i've done it about three years before that i think um, really? first year could have been 2015 and i was like really unexperienced on the bike um there was like a big road gap on it um and i wasn't for hitting it and then i did hit it <laughs> what and cleared it like like really really overshot it <laughs> and there's actually a video um peter davison got off me and i didn't realize i'd overshot it so much until i got to the bottom and he showed me it and i was like oh my goodness oh goodness i can't believe i'm still alive <laughs> so wow. it's a bit mental <laughs> and that's the experience <laughs> yeah and that's the first time you had hit the jump yeah <laughs> why yeah. why did you hit it was it adrenaline do you think were you just cornered into hitting it was it you know. I don't know. I think I'd seen so many fellows do it, and I just thought, flip if they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> I don't wow. like to know that fellows can beat me at things. I like to know that I can do the same things that they can do. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And do you mind me asking you, Hannah, what age you are? I'm 25. Right. So back then you were, what, about 22 or so? Yeah, I must have been. Yeah. What's this? About four 21. years ago. Yeah. yeah, 21 or 22, okay. Yeah. Um, and that first time you went to the Red Bull Fox Hunt, were you intimidated? Were you going there wanting to compete or were you going just to enjoy yourself? I was just going to enjoy myself, really. Um, I think it was just back then, I just wanted to see, you know, where I would have came, like in rankings sort of compared to everybody else and how, I think Sasha was actually racing that year too. And I heard people talking about her and stuff, and I sort of thought, 
flip, I'd like to go and see, you know, how good she is compared to me and like just how she ride rode the bike and, you know, how she had tackled some obstacles and stuff. So I was mainly just going to see the level of people and because I like it was so so new to me, mountain mm-hmm. biking in general, just to go and see how it was actually supposed to be done mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than what I was doing. But yeah, it was just off. It was just for the fun. And then it sort of got me interested in it a lot more. Yeah. Things and stuff. So So that's back two thousand fifteen. Uh had you done any more or any previous races to that? Um I actually raced in the Vitus first tracks. Uh-huh. My first ever race was two thousand fifteen. Um in the Castle one. But I um I had a really bad over the bars on like the second stage. Um and I was determined to finish the race, but I probably shouldn't have because I tore the lingam- ligaments in my knee. <sighs> to this day, I still have problems with my knee. Um, so I probably shouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. But it, so I didn't want it to, to like beat me. So <laughs> um, that was my first ever race. And I came 10th, I think, out of 15. Um, but the times were shocking, like compared to everybody else. But um, I was completely new to it back then. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just, you know, going around the trail centre stuff. The stuff mm-hmm. that I would normally hit on a weekend. And then it started to go more natural. And I was not <laughs> used to this. And I was like, what is going on here? Um, it was completely out of my comfort zone. Um, but I hit it. And I was like, I loved it. It was really, really good hitting the natural stuff. Um, like the sort of proper stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that sort of, after that crash, I didn't race for another year. Back and then I started racing in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so uh, 2015. So, how long had you been mountain biking at that stage then? Oh, um, maybe about five years, if even. Okay. It was the first time I sort of jumped on a mountain bike. Um, mm-hmm. It was sort of Stephen that got me into it. He sort of done a bit of mountain biking before. And then when I met Stephen, he asked me if I'd ever mountain bike before. And I was like, yeah, I mountain bike all the time. But to me, it was going around the forest roads and Castle <laughs> Moor. And then he just took off down a track. I was like, oh, my word, I think this guy's trying to kill me. Um, And then we went down the track and he was like, have you ever done that trail before? And I was like, no, what what, what are you doing? I says, why did you go down there? And he says, that's mountain biking. I was like, oh, goodness. So I'd never, ever went down a trail before. And then... And I was on a really bad bike too, so yeah. it and, and and who's Stephen then? Stephen's my husband now. <laughs> right, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he scared you into marrying him then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant, you know, how many relationships start like that. You know, the guy, the guy's a mountain biker. First day, it takes. He takes his girlfriend up, you know, she, she's read a bike around the car park or something and he, take, he takes her down a red trail or something, you know, straight away. It's amazing yeah. how many people do that. Yeah. Oh, I was really, I, I actually thought he was like for abandoning me in the forest. I was, I just got home and was like, I'm so thankful I'm home alive. But <laughs> I was really, really nervous. But now that we'll look at the track that went down, we actually went down it yesterday when we were out in Tullymore and I was like I can't believe I hit that trail on a Halfords bike with like 
a t-shirt denim shorts on and trainers with a trail lid and just just hit it not even thinking what we were hitting and like it was just crazy what we're done without any experience at all yeah sometimes it can be good to be green like that and not know what you're getting into (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) that's very good that's that is a cool story cool story um (laughs) So, uh, you've you done the Red Bull Fox Hunt. Uh, now, you also won the Vitus First Tracks Enduro Cup in 2018. 18, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, tell us a wee bit about that. Um, so, in Castle Well in the first round, I think it was between me and Maeve the whole year. Um, she got me in Castle Well, I think it was. Um, and then Bigwood, I was third. And Ross Driver was second. Um, and then Tully Moore was just my, it was just the race I wanted to win because I'm sort of there nearly every other weekend, if not every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought I have to win this. Um, and Stephen, he was like, you have to win this now. You can't come home with a second. Um, so he was putting the pressure on and then I was putting the pressure on myself and I was, you know, standing at the start line and I've never been so nervous, like at a race before, but I was I think I was close to being six sort of a few times, but um, I actually beat her by 0.59 of a second. Wow. So it was tight racing, but like Maeve's just the best person to race with. We just have the best crack. And for her, like, I just love seeing her at all the races because she just like, we just have the best crack and we're just, we're quite close. Like race wise, she mightn't say that like, but <laughs> she mm. might not like me as much. <laughs> um. But yeah, she's really, really good to have around. She's really, like, such an inspiration for me. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I've had her on the podcast in the past, and um, she does seem to be so good to have there for you as younger girls coming through, you know. Um, And she's got so much experience, and she just loves to see you as young ones coming up. And she's still very competitive, don't get me wrong, as you you know. (laughs) You know, you know her better than me, but... You know, um, she still wants to win races, but she loves seeing those girls do really well. Yeah. No, I I do, like, look up to her and, like, always think, like, years ago when I was like, oh, I really have to beat Maeve. If I beat Maeve, I know I'm, I know I'm going well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny when you, you start and things like that and you, you just say, well, if I could do this and I could do this, then I'll be happy. Yeah. But once you achieve those things, you have your eyes set on bigger prizes, yeah, you know? That's the worst thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's chat a wee bit about this year. So um, you've been going well this year as well, of course, very well. Too bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so the Vitus First Tracks Enduro round one in Ravensdale, you were second. Second, yeah. yeah. Uh, round two, you were first. Yeah. In Bigwood. Was, what were the conditions like in Bigwood now? Was that the really dry day? Bigwood. Or was that the wet one? I can't I think remember. It was pretty good for yeah. Bigwood. It was good, yeah. Yeah. Ravensdale was really Ravensdale was quite mucky and slippy. Okay. Um, yeah, stage one was quite bad at the start of Ravensdale. I remember that. Um, mm. No, I think Bigwood was pretty good condition wise for being Bigwood. Um, it was good. Yeah. Okay. And the gravity enduro round one in Ballastow, you came second. Yeah. Uh, and the Gravity Enduro in Killaloo, you came second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just passed, just the weekend passed there in 
the Gravit Enduro round three, and Sliadji came second as well. Yeah. yeah. So how are you feeling about your season so far? There's lots of seconds in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does it get you down being second? Or they can still awesome, obviously, but yeah. you seem a wee bit disappointed. I think Killaloo, um, Killaloo um, I think I was pretty close there. Um, only I had a bit of a slow puncture in the first three stages. And I sort of feel like if I hadn't had it, I could have been a lot closer, if not got a couple of stage wins. The first stage, I think it was only three seconds behind Leia. Um, mm-hmm. But with the puncture, I completely washed out in the first corner. Um, bike was away and I was away. And I sort of feel like I was hitting everything so perfect and every line that I wanted, I was taking. But just with that puncture, it was just holding me back a bit. Um, I do feel like I was close. I've had a f- stage win in Ross- Ravensdale, mm-hmm. a stage win in Slade. And I think each stage, I'm only maybe three, four seconds behind Leah. You know, and to me, someone who's been racing for so long and is like really wanting the bike to be her life and, you know, her job. And for me, mm-hmm. he's just sort of taking it as it comes. For me, it's, you know, it's, for me, it's a good achievement. Um, but at first would be nice, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, well, Leah's obviously gone on it and, um, you know, she's doing EWS. She goes elites next year, you know, and, yeah. you know, she is very much wanting to make that her career. Yeah. Um, so to be, like you say, as close to Leah, you're doing very, very well. Yeah. Uh, do you... Do you see anything Leah does that's different from yourself? Do you notice anything there? Or, you know, can you take away things, maybe different lines or or different technique to yourself? Do you see anything like that? I don't think I've ever seen her on a trail. That's the funny thing. Um, we're either out at the same time and she's ahead of me. I've seen her just at the start line sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And she would probably put a lot more pedaling in than me. Um I'm probably a bit lazy on it, but um, no, I've never really seen her hit a trail, which is quite weird. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to, to see if she does do anything different than me, but I've never really seen her hit a trail yet. Mm-hmm. And which is, it seems to be a very, na- you know, you, the girls seem to be very not na- na- close there and you all seem to be friends and stuff. Yeah. So you, you would never think of kind of going riding Malia or anything like that or trying to sort that out or... Um, I think it's because we live so far away. I think she's she was telling me the other day she's Cork, County Cork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I'm like in Northern Ireland, County Down, and it's about well, it's probably about five hours away. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, maybe sometime, maybe at like a race or something, practice when maybe get out. Mm-hmm. Um, be good to get me out as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Experienced ones in. Yeah, it'd be good to see. It'd be good to see you out having a bit of a laugh yeah. together. Um, so, do you like the scene there? What do you think the scene's like in Ireland? Do you, do you enjoy it? Yeah, a really, really good first impressions. I've never done any gravities before. Um, so far, all of them are brand new venues for me. Um, but it's really, really good. It's really well run events, um, and everyone sort of say, I don't know. Everyone seems to be really chilled and relaxed and really friendly like 
just cycling up and people are stopping to talk to you and asking you about your sponsorship and asking you how how it's going it's really nice you know nobody's cycling past you you know not talking to you everybody always says hello or has a conversation it's really nice Mm -hmm. just like a big just like a big group of friends really and you wouldn't know anybody and then they just stop and talk to you it's it's nice yeah it is cool it seems to be such a good community and i know a lot of people are there to compete and and to do the best they can and to win but there seems to be such a social element and there seems to be quite a lot of people just there to have fun and just to ride with friends and get involved in the atmosphere um do you enjoy that as much as the actual racing aspect of it yeah um i i wouldn't take the races too serious um only because i don't know where it'll take me i don't want to just live my life for bikes and sort of forget about everything else um, just in case it doesn't go the way I want it to I sort of want to just have it as a, a fun hobby sort of part time maybe job sort of thing but mm-hmm. it's nothing I would maybe I don't think that I would be the next you know up and coming enduro world racer or anything like that Um, but I just take it as it comes I just go for the crack and if I get a win, if I get a second, if I get a third, you know, that's all in a good day's work. But I don't take it too serious. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I try not well, to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's maybe good because you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself. I know that's one thing me have talked about, that if she had a really, really good result in one meeting, then the next meeting she was expecting the same from herself and almost put so yeah. much pressure on her. Yeah. Yeah, so it can backfire a wee bit. Um so what has been your favourite race this season so far? This season, trailways, definitely Killaloo. The trails were unreal there. They were just more sort of my kind of like area. Just pure, just go from the start, downhill, loads of features and jumps and drops and technical stuff. Whereas Slade was a bit you know flatter and more peddly which mm-hmm. i don't really like <laughs> but um no Killaloo was pretty good i think it'll be hard to beat but i think mm-hmm. Carrick's supposed to be good so i'm looking forward to Carrick. yeah and is that the first time you've you've ridden the Killaloo trails yeah i've never heard of slade or Killaloo. i've sort of heard of balanced but it wasn't i thought it was trail center but <laughs> clearly mm-hmm. had natural trails too but yeah, they're all brand new for me. Mm-hmm. So when you went, when did you arrive there then? Did you go for a prepping day or did you just go and learn them on your practice day or, or how did it work? Um, Bam the stew, Stephen and I just left the Saturday morning and drove down and then arrived and just sort of hit each trail and that was it and then just raced the Sunday. Um, mm. Killaloo, I went down with Beefy and Mark from the team on the Friday night, because it was about five hour, four or five hours journey. Mm-hmm. Um, we drove down the Friday and then just practiced on the Saturday, just done the trail, each trail once, and then raced the Sunday. And Slade wasn't too far, so we drove down, Stephen and I, on the mm-hmm. Saturday, and then just practiced each stage with the CRC team. Right, cool. And is Stephen racing? No, but he should be. He's he's pretty good in bike. Um Everybody thinks he should be racing. I think he would do pretty well, but he races cars, so he's he gets his thrill from the cars. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's spending enough money racing. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, certainly. Um, all right, that's cool. And we'll get into the CRC thing, obviously. Uh, I want yep. to chat to you about that, of course. Um, so uh, tell me, are you going to the Enduro Championships this weekend in Ravensdale? Yes, planning to go. Um, I'm sort of, everybody's talking it up and I'm sort of trying not to think about it because I don't want to get nervous, but I'm looking forward to it. I've seen a few of Glenn's pictures on Instagram and stuff off the trailers, mm-hmm. so they look pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that'll be awesome. And it's, yeah. an e, it's an EWS qualifier as well, so there'll be, there'll be lots of people there. Um, uh, I think yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. I'll, <laughs> um, and tell me about the nerves thing. Do, do you get nervous at the races, or how do you cope with that? What's your kind of routine like? Um, I know in Ravensdale, um, Aaron Smith, one of the um marshals at Stage One, um, I would know him from just from biking and stuff. Um, he was doing Stage One, and I just cycled up, and he's like. Hannah, I've never seen you so nervous. And I was like, I never get like as nervous on a bike. But it was my first outing with like the, you know, the sponsorship and new bike and all that there. And I was just thinking, I can't let like Dave or the team down, and I have to do really well, and I don't want to let them down. And I think I was just kicking myself too much. And then Dave was like, Seriously, Hannah, just don't worry about us. We just want you to do what you do, and that's it. We're mm-hmm. not expecting, you know you to come first every weekend. We just want you to do what you do and that's all we can ask of you. I'm just trying to get that in my head. I was just I was just so nervous. I could have probably threw up, but <laughs> once I get stage one done, I'm normally okay and I sort of get the nerves out of me and just get on to stage two. But that one I was really, really nervous. Just I think because the whole new season, new bike, new sponsor, everything was just playing around in my head. But yeah that's right yeah i know it's it's a difficult one because when you have that back and behind you then you're obviously thinking you need to achieve certain things yeah you, you know and um because they have they have shown their support in you and now you want to kind of do the same yeah and return and um so do you set any goals or anything for this season no i just i just enter them and just go for like more, maybe more the experience and just, just really because the teams there and I just love getting out with the team. The team's so good to be with. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really, I haven't said in my head that I want to win the Vitus or want to win the win the Gravity. I just race for the, the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's an awesome way to do it, to be honest. You know, and. Yeah. Because you, what do you do in your not? You're a, are you a teacher, Hannah. I'm a classroom assistant in a special needs school. Okay, so cool. you know that that's your day job. Yeah. And yeah, so it's cool that you can have something and be very competitive in something as well in your part time and and still enjoy it so much. Because I think, you know, listening to you chat there, I think if you lost the love for it, you probably wouldn't want to do it anymore. You know, so. And sometimes when people get into that competitive arena, that they can lose the love for it, and it doesn't it doesn't become fun anymore. It becomes more of more of a chore. Definitely, you know, so, yeah. 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 Um, and I'm sure you don't want it to go that way. So no. Um, the past this year though, um, not long after 
one of the races. It might have been Bigwood or Killaloo. It might have been Bigwood. I think I just sort of hit it like a slump and it was sort of like, oh, I have to go biking again. Oh, I have to do this with a bike. I have to do this. But I hit it like last year as well. Just around sort of May time, I just sort of thought, can I really be bothered with this anymore? But I think once you get like a really, really good day on the bike, good weather and just having everybody out, having the crack, you know, your spirits lift again. But there was just that one time I was just like, oh, do I really have to go out on the bike again? You know, could have easily stayed at home. But when Stephen is there and pushing you on, he's just like, Hannah, get on the bike and go to Tollymore and we'll go and hit the trails and think nothing else off it. You know, that's like, it's a really good help to have. And yeah, he's, he's helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you know, motivation is, is a difficult thing, I think. And you maybe just going into the pre-season almost around the May time. It's, it's maybe you're thinking maybe too far ahead, what everything's to come rather than just each kind of round at a time and just go oh, for really the love of the thing and the enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I know what you're saying because I've surfed for a long, long time, and sometimes I just, I'm just like, why do I even do this? You know, <laughs> you just have bad days, and you're like, why do I even do this? And then you catch one wave, one really good wave. That's all it takes, and you're just like, that's why I surf. Yeah. You know, and I don't kind of bike competitively or anything like that, so I don't kind of have that. But I can understand where you're coming from there for sure. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's cool. You have Stephen behind you there, bagging you. That's that's all you need to give you a yeah. push up, push up the mountain, as they'd say. <laughs> I could do that sometimes. <laughs> um, all right, so let's chat a wee bit about your early days, just. Um, yeah. So, where did you grow up then, Hannah? Uh, I grew up in Seinfeld, um, about half an hour from Belfast in County Down. We okay. country sort of farming village. All right, cool. And how did you get into mountain biking? Was it Stephen that introduced you to it, kind of? Yeah, Stephen again, yeah. Properly, almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's all all due to Stephen. So. <laughs> ah, okay. He's to blame. Um, yeah. So were you into? I'm always interested in how you, how you, especially uh, girls get into mountain biking, um, because it's just not covered as much media wise or anything like that. Um, but what were you into any other sports before that? Yeah, I was um, really, really into hockey at this time. Um, through, I think, as from probably as young as I can remember, I always had a hockey stick in my hand. Like, mm. as, it could have been from maybe P1. There was like a Saturday oh. morning hockey club. And my mum and dad just sent me. He, My dad actually grew up with hockey as well. He was a keen hockey player for a local team. And we just got into it. And... My sisters and I, we all played um, and we all, you know, we were all high achievers in any kind of sport, but the hockey sort of took off and we were all really, really talented at hockey mm-hmm. and played it until it could have been about, I could have been about 20, 21 and I was still playing hockey and then I just, the bike just sort of took over. I enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you met... You met Stephen and then the mountain biking took over. Yeah, I left a, I left a possible career of hockey to <laughs> mountain bike. <laughs> right, really? Yeah. And were you, want, were you wanting a career in hockey? Were you thinking along those lines? When I was 
in high school or in grammar school and playing for Victorians in Belfast, um, they told me, you know, I was going for Ulster tryouts and I was going for different tryouts and playing against Australian teams. And I was told that if I continued on, I will, you know, be playing for Ireland or competing at a high level. But I just hockey just started to die out for me and I lost complete interest in it. It was <laughs> I got too many injuries in hockey compared to the mountain bike. Um hockey wow. was yeah, I was broken wrists and tore ligaments and too many facial injuries, just splitting lips open and my forehead and my like close to my eyes and my teeth and everything was just too much of a risk. Yeah. Um, Do you not have to wear helmets in that? No. No, only if only like like during penalty corners or something, but not not during the match. It's a bit a bit mental. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I suppose you're supposed to keep the ball on the ground. It doesn't always happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. So what what do you think made mountain biking different then? You know, why have you fallen out of love with, with hockey, your first love maybe, and, and stuck with mountain biking? Um, going from a local team to the really, you know, highly skilled Belfast team, there was a lot of pressure on, you know, if you made a mistake, you were told about it. And then mm-hmm. if, you know, if you were in a, maybe like a final or something, and it was like, you know, this is all lying on your shoulders. If you perform well, we will win. But if you're not on your top, top form, this isn't going to go the way we want to. So you know, it was all this pressure on my shoulders and the injuries and I think like everyone called me a bit of a psycho in hockey, but I just thought I wasn't <laughs> I just wasn't like a normal girl. I just sort of went on with things. I just full steam ahead and hit the ball, hit and just not enjoying it and beating myself up a bit about it mm-hmm. if I'd done something wrong. And when I met Stephen, we were going out biking after like a hockey match and just the like the sense of, you know, being out in this forest, nobody around you, nobody to tell you you're doing this wrong. You're just there with, you know, whoever you wanted to be with, the peace and the quiet. And it was just so different and just so relaxing. And it was just lovely instead of, you know, running around a hockey pitch. You have maybe three people at the sidelines shouting at you, your team shouting at you. It was just so nice to be out of that. And just, yeah, it was just so nice just to be on your own sometimes as well. Just mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah, it, seem, it seems that it came along at the right time, to be honest. Yeah, it definitely did. I think I was getting a few yellow cards and stuff in hockey and I ended up with a red card. And I think that just sort of, that just drew the line for me. I just thought, I can't do this no more. Because it was just taking the frustration out, you know, mm-hmm. on the ball or on the sticker and some of the other players as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, this is this is, the, this is it for me. No more hockey. So. You should have took up boxing or something. <laughs> I know. I definitely should have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let, let's chat about... Uh, Bar your your first Halfords bike. What what bike? What proper bike did you first have? My first proper bike uh, was bought to me from my family. Once they knew I sort of gave up the hockey, um, Stephen had actually organised for that following Christmas. 
for everyone to go together and buy me a, a hardtail. It was mm-hmm. a specialized hard rock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was like it was in my eyes the best bike ever. I just loved it, and I learned so much on it. I just think some people now just go out and buy like a brand new 170 mil bike or whatever. But I think you learn everything on a hardtail. I think hardtails are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well definitely. Well, you know, I my original bikes were all kind of rigid. And yeah. uh, believe it or not, I've still a friend who rides rigid if he got the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can certainly understand what you're saying there. And a lot of people say that you learn you learn too many bad habits if you first go out in a full sus, is, is what, yeah. The, yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. So um, that was cool. And then when you were biking at that initial time with Stephen, uh, was there many other girls? Did you have any friends, any girlfriends that biked or anything like that? Or you tried to get interested in it? No, there was no one. Um, I have tried with my wee sister to try and get her on the bike more. I've taken her to Rush Straff, or no, I took her to Castle Wellen a couple of times and she loves it. Um, but she's like, she's a nurse and it's kind of hard for her to get off and for me to be off at the same time. Um, but no, she she loves it. But there's been no other girls as such. Um, I'm trying to get my cousin and his wife you know, into it a bit more too. Mm-hmm. We've been out with them a few times around Castlewell and we went to Bigwood once too. Um, and it's great to have, you know, someone there as well. But there's not very many girls about. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting in, in a way. Um, and, you know, I think that's that's just one of those things that at the minute, a lot of the girls that seem to have got into it have got into it through brothers or their partner or you know they've almost been brought into it via a meal in some some way um so it's interesting and i think that's going to change i think that will change a bit to be honest um but it's it's interesting to see how how people fall into it so how did you go to your first race then what decided the what what when did you decide you wanted to race i was in chain reaction at the time and I seen this poster for the Vitus first track thing and it said it was at Castlewell and I was like oh flip I like go there all the time just on the trails and I hemmed and hard for ages and Stephen was like do you know what just if you want to do it just do it um mm-hmm. don't go don't go to think that you're going to win it just go to find out how you are on a bike um so like pretty nervous rocking up Castlewell I think I was on I could have been a ghost or a Vitus back then. It might mm-hmm. have been a Vitus. Um, and just, I just went and sort of cycled around. I was by myself. There was no one really there I knew. And then on the way around, there was a few girls there. Um, but I've actually never seen them really again. Right, wow. Yeah, um, yeah so Stephen wasn't, he didn't enter and race himself oh, no. or anything. No, he, right. he sent me on. <laughs> <laughs> Did they go with you for support or? Yeah, he w- he went the f- for that first race, and mm-hmm. when I came down one after I seen him, I was like, "Did I look really, really rubbish?" And he was like, "No, just there was other people hitting it maybe faster." And I was like, "Just tell me I was rubbish." But no, he's like, "No, you were dead on. Just keep going." <laughs> he just didn't want to <laughs> tell me it wasn't as good, but. <laughs> yeah, cool. And how did you get on in that race? Can you remember? I looked up. I ended tenth. Out of wow. 
Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, you said, you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's pretty awesome. Like, And did that result inspire you to keep going? Um, is that why you wanted to keep competing? Now, am I right in saying your next race then was the Red Bull Fox Hunt? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was maybe the wisest thing, but... <laughs> And you're hitting road gaps and everything, and <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm sure your vitus or your ghost was full suspension. It wasn't a hard tail at this no, time. No, it wasn't a hard tail. It's full suspension. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah. So you injured yourself at the yeah, your first race. Yeah. Um, you came tenth out of fifteen, which is very good. Uh, you went, you you went basically and raced yourself, which is also an achievement. Um. So after the injury and stuff like that, you didn't race for for a couple of years. So what made you get back into it then, and why why the Red Bull Fox Hunt? Um, I, I don't know. I, I've seen the video of the Fox Hunt before the the year before. I just thought it looked absolutely class, and for ages I was like, oh no, that's too that's too crazy for me. And then there was a few fellows talking about doing it. There was sort of half known. They were like, oh, just go, just go. And I sort of asked Stephen again. And I was like, Stephen, what do you think? And my skills had sort of went up a bit, obviously, from the 2015 race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, if I go and I don't like it, I don't have to do it. Um, but I loved it. And I just, ever since then, I just, I've entered it, I think, every year since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, cool. And, that really inspired you then to race as well, so you get more into the racing scene. Yeah, um, I think because I just left hockey, I was more competitive back then. Um, mm. In like 2017, uh, the first round, I got a DNF in Bell Ergen, and it really, really bugged me that I actually didn't finish a race. And for ages, I kicked myself and kicked myself that I didn't finish because I was so, so competitive. But now that a few years have passed, maybe matured a bit. I don't know. Um, I'm just taking it as it goes and not worrying about it. And, but definitely back then, because I was so competitive in the hockey, it pushed me on to race. Um, whereas now mm-hmm. is I just love it and I just try to enter as, hopefully as many as I can and compete as many as I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And we chatted a wee bit about motivation and stuff before. Um, and... Um, things like that but i want to chat to you a wee bit about your training do you do any pacific mountain bike training outside of being on the bike if you know what i mean do you go to the gym do you do anything like that no <laughs> i've been told i should <laughs> but i just just time ways and like especially now with hopefully the better weather you know brighter nights you know steve and i would take the dog away to tollymore to donard or climb a mountain or you know murloc for a walk or just spending time with family, like, I don't want it to, like, take over my life, mm-hmm. and I want to come home, and I want to, you know, just get organised, and we sort of try and get out on the bike two to three times a week anyway, Um, to me, if that's enough for me to continue on, and compete, and end up second or first or whatever, then to me that's enough, mm-hmm. um, for the amount that I want to do, and the level that I want to do, so... If I can continue with that, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, do you concentrate in any way on how to uh, improve throughout the year or um, do you not try to think about that and just try and do your best at each event? 
Um, a few years ago, we've, we've, we used to never, ever go out if it was raining. Um, never went out if the trails were any bit damp or anything. But now, during the winter, like we were out in Castlewell and big wooden stuff in the lashing rain or rush driver, just to get more experience in the wet, where like a few years ago we wouldn't have went out. Now we just go out all weather just to get the experience in all conditions and mm-hmm. all terrains. That's mainly our sort of area. Just go out in the bike, rain, hail, snow, or whatever mm-hmm. we have here. <laughs> yeah, and that takes a lot of motivation in itself in Ireland. You know, it, it yeah. gets super cold. <laughs> yeah, we were out yesterday. Um, when we arrived in Tullymore, it was lashing, and I just thought, if I go home, I'd be nice and dry and I'll be warm and not have to get this clothes wash for the weekend. And Steve was just like, would you quit that and just get out on your bike? And then mm-hmm. after that, we had a great time. And like it was lashing and stuff, but we had a great time. And just to get more experience on the wet roots and, you know, the difference, you know, terrain and stuff. It was really good because I would sort of be a bit more nervous on the mm-hmm. wet roots and stuff in the rain. Um, But just to get out on it, I think... Everybody, you know, needs to, if there's, like, even girls out there who maybe are starting, just get out in all weathers, you know. Races don't stop for the weather, and it's Ireland, after all. <laughs> we're going to have rain, we're going to have wet days, so... And it is good fun in the rain, because all you can do is laugh. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, it's a different type of riding, you know, and yeah. it, it, you do have to ride your bike slightly differently. But in Ireland, as you say... You can have half the course dry and half the course absolutely soaking and slippy yeah. and wet and muddy and you know how do you make ch- tire choices for that kind of race? You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy. Um, so, do you follow the EWS or anything like that? Do you watch it on TV? Do you do anything like that? Not so much. Um, I would have a few riders on Instagram. Um, I follow the EWS page on Instagram too. Mm-hmm. Um, and watch a few of them but I wouldn't be I would watch the UCI um, downhill and um, I'd watch it maybe quicker than maybe the Enduro I would watch right. it anytime it's on I enjoy it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. have you ever raced downhill Hannah? Um, no only the Fox Hunt would be my closest to downhill mm-hmm. okay the closest yeah right so you don't have a downhill bike in your arsenal there or anything no, but I would love one. Like, <laughs> Domineers that are right. I would, I would pick one of them up if I could. Pretty Aye. Quickly. Well, the boys, would the boys not lend you one? <laughs> Maybe. I'll ask. <laughs> you should. You should ask. Yeah. No, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and who do you like, um, who do you like in the UCI? Who do you follow? Um, I kind of like Danny Hart in the meals, just because mm-hmm. he kind of reminds, like, me of him um just a bit just hit everything and just go um and he just sometimes it's just like i don't know how i get over them which kind of reminds me of me (laughs) over some stuff but it did (laughs) but yeah i like the way he rides just hitting everything just sort of really chilled and relaxed and just sort of going all out (laughs) yeah he's doing well this season too he's getting on yeah yeah Cool. All right. Now let's uh, let's chat a wee bit about uh, Team Chain Reaction then. Yep. So, how well have you made the move to 
to the CRC team? Yeah, pretty good. Um, we're all we all get on really well. Um, just give each other a lot of abuse and banter between the team, but no, it's really good. It went really well. The first day we like all met up, it was just as if we had all been teammates before. And we're up in Rush Trevor in the Lashing Rain. We just we actually had the best time with um, was it Robert from Freewheeling? He was mm-hmm. up with us. Yeah, it was really good fun. Yeah, he stole the e-bike that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 that's a great story <laughs> uh, so initially when that happened um it's the boucher road store in belfast there uh, yeah. that has that has the team so when that happened how did you feel when you were picked up by the team i actually thought they were like someone was just pulling my leg it was like you know i dead on sort of thing um i think it was after the tolly moore race uh when it finished and then i'd find out like it was the winner sort of overall I was approached and I was like yeah dead on okay uh, okay dead on and they were like no no we're being serious and I was like does someone tell you to say that to me as a joke but um I sort of couldn't believe it because I'd never thought you know someone like me would get it because it was only there to have fun and I never really thought it was that good um, mm-hmm. and then Stephen was like well clearly you have you know skill there if you know chain reaction in Belfast want you to you know race for them so it I got a couple of offers that year but I think once you hear the chain reaction you know were there and wanting to support you it was just like I can't say no mm-hmm. sort of thing yeah so. yeah and how did they approach you did they approach you after the race or yeah just after the race so it was sort of all like high and shaky <laughs> and then they just come over and says you know we're putting up a team next year we love you to be in it. I was like, like nearly shaking. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I dead on. You're having me on. You're having a laugh. And they're like, no, no, we're being serious. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and and what happened then when you realised it was serious? How did you feel that evening when you got home and stuff? I think I was I was pretty close to crying. I think, but it was like happy tears. Yeah, um, and a. I told I only told I think my family like my mum and stuff and she was like oh goodness I thought you were going to give the bike up soon but <laughs> I was like no chance <laughs> <laughs> cool and that's the first time that the Boucher Road has had a team is it yes as far as I know yeah and was he did you know anything about the team at that time was the other team members chosen or was it just something completely new to you no it was completely new um I didn't know any of the members until I went for a meeting with them. And at the end, um, Dave says, you know, have you any questions? And I was like, who's the other three? And when he told me, I was like, oh, no way. I was like, how can I be in the same team as them? They're like unreal riders and, you know, they're on podiums all the time. I was like, how on earth am I going to achieve what they're achieving? But they're great to like push you on. Like we all like cycle around with each other and like you get to the top of the stage and they're just like giving you so much motivation and it's just great to have them with you all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. and when you're in for that meeting at chain reaction were you nervous yeah <laughs> yeah probably like what i am like now talking to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i was pretty nervous but Stephen was there with me of course right um, uh- <laughs> 
That's good. And what were you expecting in that meeting? Um, I don't really know. I was sort of going in thinking, you know, are they going to ask me to go, you know, quite far with the bike? You know, are they going to want me to do EWS or are they going to want me to go to, like, like a British series, if there's a British enduro series or something? Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I don't, like, I really don't know. Um, But when Dave told me that he literally just is happy with what we do that that's all he can ask is just that we continue with what we're doing and there's absolutely no pressure and stuff like that I just it was nearly like a weight just lifted off my shoulders just knowing that they're not going to put the pressure on and they're not going to be expecting us to be coming first every weekend and to like next year be racing an EWS he's just happy that we do what we do and that's it and he can't ask for any more which is great Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's really cool yeah. um yeah no that that is pretty cool now um and you got on well with the team and all there and the, and the guys and chain reaction you got on you know the who what who do you call the team manager uh so there's dave um dave Aston. he's sort of the our manager and then we have jack rogan mm-hmm. um he would come down to the races with the mechanics in the tent and then there's stretch the mechanic and michael ray um, we now have Caroline. She was there at Slade doing a few media things, and then we have the three other racers. But we all get on like the like the best of crack, as if we've been friends for so long. Just yeah, really, really good fun. Oh, that's a great environment. Yeah, definitely. Damn. It makes it so much easier, especially when you're like going down quite far for the races, and you know that the team's there. It's just you're just like, oh, that's okay. I've got people there to support me and I've got people there to help me fix anything or even just for the motivations as well. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and what do they actually do as far as help? Do they do your mechanics? Uh, do they help with coaching or skill training or anything like that? You know, what do they actually do there? Um, so the mechanics obviously do all our servicing and stuff and stretch is pretty handy with the Fox um, suspension setup. So he, mm-hmm. Um, telling us, well, especially me, because I don't have a clue about <laughs> bike compartments and all this here, components <laughs> and stuff. Um, so he was telling, he like really, really helped me with my suspension setup, which is like really, really good now. Um, and Dave's there to keep keep the spirits up, and Jack's there to keep the spirits up too, and just getting even like the media and like interviews and stuff, you know, before the race or after the race, you know, just to be there talking to people. Yeah, like, it's just it's really good too. Yeah, so a lot of that stuff's taken out of your hands. They kind of manage it for you. Um, Definitely, yeah, it's just something less to think about. You mm-hmm. know, if you have a problem, you know, you just say to them, and that's you know, it's no bother to them. It's never, it's never ever a bother to them for anybody. You know, even customers. You know, they're always so they're just so helpful, and they'll do anything to help you. Yeah, it's cool. And when you're wearing that chain reaction top does it give you a sense of pride do do you enjoy wearing it the first time i was like oh my goodness i can't believe i'm wearing this but now when i want to put it on i'm like yeah i'm part of that team it's like i'm yeah it's like as you say i do feel a bit like you know proud of it and like you know i worked for this and sort of i do sort of like i work quite a lot <laughs> even if mm-hmm. we're going to tell you more i would put it on and just think you know 
this is where it's got me sort of thing and yeah yeah, yeah and i think you should too and i heard of a lot of racers like that that, that do wear their top because then there's nothing different on race day yeah you know it's they don't change do. yeah they don't change anything up nothing kind of feels weird or different or um so it's cool and you know the people out riding they they probably know of they probably know of you they know of the chain reaction store obviously and to see you out there wearing wearing the top i think it's pretty cool and i'm sure chain reaction would enjoy that as well yeah probably yeah i think when some people see me they're like oh you're that crazy girl from chain reaction i'm like mm. <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> i guess people like would stop me and think and say like fig you hit things that i wouldn't even hit and i'm like oh boy am i like too mad on a bike or am i really gonna hurt myself sometimes but I never do anything out of my limits, so <laughs> maybe I'm a bit crazy, but... <laughs> ah, well, it takes yeah. some crazy at times. <laughs> so tell us uh, tell us a wee bit about your gear. What bike are you riding then? I'm on the Summit CRX, um, the 27.5-inch wheel. Mm-hmm. And the gear we use is... So we've got the jerseys, and some would most of us would wear the trousers. Um, mm-hmm. And then we were given the Fox Pro Frame helmet, which is great. So, so comfortable because you can wear it all the time. Some of the full face helmets are quite heavy, but this one's really light and breathable. Mm-hmm. It's a good helmet. I love it. Yeah, no, they, they do look amazing. Yeah. Cool. And how about gloves and protection and stuff like that? Um, Just whatever is comfortable in you. Um, they're happy enough for us to use whatever is you know, of our taste and our, our comfort, I would use mm-hmm. nuke proof knee pads and Fox gloves and then the 510 shoes. Um, I'm on flat pedals. I'm not on clips or anything. Hooray! I'm flat yeah. pedals too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Uh, the uh, Yeah, and so they, they supply that stuff for you. You can just go in the store and say, yeah, I'll have that and that. And, that and that and yeah um we do get like a special discount and stuff which is good so mm-hmm. comes in handy very cool very cool um you know so any young ladies kind of wanting to get in there or or wanting to race or wanting to try and get sponsor for sponsors for a wee bit of help or something like that what would you advise what do you think's the best way to go about it um well for me i never i didn't really put myself out there um, suppose, maybe if I did I would have came about earlier but I just done what I'd done um, and it was good enough so just get out on your bike and just get to know people enter a race, get chatting to people and that's what I think helped me just taking that step of entering a race um, I entered it not knowing anyone not knowing how the races worked just, just to get out and just take that step and that jump to race I think was the the thing for me just to do it um but yeah just to get it on social media probably as well any videos or pictures and just so people can see you know what you can do and if you would be any benefit to them and their Mm -hmm. their shop or anything yeah and are you a member of a club or anything huh I joined um SMTB club um up sort of up the country a bit um 
we were up with them in Valley Castle um, about two weeks ago. We were all like mm-hmm. together. It was good. It's a mm-hmm. good club to be in. They really like really push you on because they're all, you know, they all quite take their biking quite serious and like they are really really handy on the bikes. So it was good to you know be out with them and see how they actually ride the bike and how they train. So it's a good mm-hmm. club to be with. Yeah. Is there any other girls in that? No. <laughs> really. Not that I know of. No. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. That's disappointing. Yeah, you'll have to try and get some of your some of your mates involved. No, I, I don't know who because anytime anytime I say to anybody in work, you know, and they show them the video, they're just like, "Oh my word, that's just absolutely nuts!" Like you definitely should have been a boy and not a girl. But I just think <laughs> girls can do it too. Like you know, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, freak me, sure. Like, I remember when Robert went out with me and they done, they were doing one of the trail reviews. Robert <laughs> said to me, dude, she's fast. She's fast. <laughs> fast. He, he couldn't keep up with her. So, you know. Was that e-bike? No, that was just normal bikes. Class. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, we can do it. We can do it just as well as the, the males can do it. Oh, well, of course. Of course. Put a lot of us to shame, I'll tell you that. Um. So, what do you think? Uh, what are you thinking about the future? Have you anything planned for the near future? Um, not really. Um, a while ago, I did think about maybe doing the Welsh or the Scottish in Drew, um, but nothing really. Um, I just really take each year as it comes and each race and everything as it comes. I never really set any goals or anything like that. Stephen and I would go and like. Uh, bike and holiday each year and mm-hmm. um, so just I'm looking to maybe go to like the likes of Morzine or maybe Switzerland or even get to Whistler you know Canada or something mm-hmm. like that would be mainly what I'd be looking forward to and um, yeah. never really thought of anything else other than that but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. maybe the odd downhill race I don't know I thought I would get this year to the the champs but I'm on holiday so I'll miss that yeah well i was asking talking about downhill i was asking glenn o'brien about the downhill and how he trains for yeah. both disciplines and he says you have to get out in the downhill bike um, because oh, right. it's so different so ask him about that but if you're wanting to do downhill i would advise going and speaking to the guys and chain reaction and about your road there nicely see if they'll <laughs> lend you a downhill bike Take them in a packet of biscuits or a, a cake or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or just do a, just do a Robert and Steeler, you know. <laughs> I can do that. I get him to get it for me. Exactly. Oh, he'll get you one, no problem. <laughs> he'll just all he has to say is, I'll take that bike for review and then I can yeah. take it out of the car park and hand it to you. Yeah, that'd and be then, great. Aye, that'd be really that- good. <laughs> that's the way to do it well here if you're thinking of going to Morzine I think um, I've snowboarded at Morzine but I've never actually biked there but I know a lot of the guys I'm actually in Malta at the minute and I know a lot of the guys from here go over there religiously every year they love it big time yeah um, and I think it's kind of almost become the European mountain bike capital almost you know right. everybody seems to go to Morzine it just seems to be that place class so, yeah, try and get out there. Definitely will. Definitely. 
Well, Hannah, listen, thanks so much for coming on. I really did enjoy our chat. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're you're more than welcome. So how can people follow you and get in contact and, and keep up to date with what, what's going on? Uh, so I'm on Facebook just as Hannah Harvey. Um, I'm on Instagram as well as hannah.harvey.22. Um, I'm also on Strava if anyone wants to follow any of the rides and see where we do go. Mm-hmm. Um, any For anyone even like any girls who are thinking about it i'm actually off for the summer now for school so if like anyone's looking you know someone to go out with or even go out for a ride and you know have a chat you know just send me a message and i'm there to help you if you need anything yeah wow what an invitation that's amazing (laughs) i don't know about that (laughs) no that's awesome like i am sure there'll be a load of young girls wanting to get out with you and probably some older girls too just to see (laughs) how fast you are but uh yeah like that that's amazing have you ever thought of doing anything like that in the future you know like supporting ladies in mountain biking or maybe getting some days out riding with girls or anything like that i would love to um a while ago um this was like a good year a few years ago you know tara and me and i think it was sasha as well we all talked about going out but i think just due to their timetable on my timetable they were just racing the weekends I was free and then I think Sasha got injured as well and then we never really got round it but I would love to get you know a group of girls mm-hmm. out and get all together would be pretty cool yeah yeah for sure has is, is Sasha been racing this season not that I know of I haven't heard much of her now um I hope she, like injury wise I hope she's not like badly injured or anything but I haven't heard much from her now yeah no yeah, she was a talent, but she still is. Yeah. She'll be back strong. I've never actually seen her race either. Um, I've just heard good things about her, so mm-hmm. hopefully she'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I you should uh, contact go go and see the guys at Chain Reaction, and I'm sure that <laughs> I'm sure they would be keen and getting you to do some kind of ladies thing. Yeah, you know, and from the store the there. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> telling you, and then get your downhill bike through that. <laughs> Say nothing. Well, here, here, Anna, thanks so much for coming on. I, I do appreciate it. I'll not take up any more of your time, but um, good luck Thank for the rest of the season. I hope everything goes well. Thank and, you. Uh, Hopefully, injury free. That's my key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly. Well, we all want to be that for sure. Um, but yeah, good luck, and uh, I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your your rides, and you get away on a nice holiday there on the bike as well. That'd be awesome. Get Stephen to treat me to a biking holiday. Be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't need any more tires for them cars. <laughs> no, he's enough. <laughs> yeah, I, just, just before I let you go, are you faster than him now? He thinks I am, but I don't know. He mm-hmm. says I am, but I don't want to say yes. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Brilliant. <laughs> Hannah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Chat to you again. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's a wrap for episode 94, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. And Hannah, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was great to get you on the podcast and have a chat. And I hope the rest of your race season goes really well. And since recording this, you've came third in the Ravensdale First Tracks Enduro there. Um, So well done on that. You're on the podium again. An amazing, amazing season you're having. So well done. Now, folks, if you want to know more about the episode and more about Hannah you can just go to the show notes you will find them at mtb-tribe.com you'll get quick links to uh, Hannah's socials there and what she's getting up to and just quick and easy access 
to listen to the show. Now, you'll also find all the back catalogue on there, which you can have a listen to, and it's all free. You can download it from the website, or you can just simply listen to it on your laptop or whatever device you may have. Now, if you want to help the show, the best way to support it is by subscribing, rating, and reviewing us on the old Apple podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. Now, if you're not on Apple, you can also find us on and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete back catalogue there, listen and download every show. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick, easy link to listen to the show and a short synopsis of who's going to be on the show and what to expect. You can also get involved via social media. We are at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. And it would be great if you would share the show there. Just take screenshots, share it with friends, share it with anybody you think might be interested in the show. It really helps spread the word of the podcast and hopefully gets more people off the sofa and onto the saddle. And that's what we're here to do at the podcast, just to get more people out, join the ride, and join time with friends. Now, just before you go, if you want some special deals, just head over to the resources page on the podcast and you will find some info there regarding some special deals you can get from the Strength Factory and from the Trail Unknown guys, bringing you the best trails in the UK and um, some hidden trails as well, some really, really nice stuff there. So head over to mtb-tribe.com forward slash resources and you will find the resource page there where you can take advantage of some of those good deals for MTB Tribe podcast listeners. So thanks again for tuning in, folks. I appreciate you being here and I will join you next week for another exciting episode of the MTV Tribe podcast.